Well, hello, everybody. My name is Joel, and this is Rob, and we are back for Joel and Rob's podcast. We are back, baby. Reverend Carter, how are you today? A little frustrated with you, but other than that, I'm doing great. What are you frustrated with me about? I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing ducky. <laughs> Uh, well, we're back for our podcast. We've been off for a few weeks, and for the next few weeks, we're going to explore uh, the series that we are uh, exploring on Sunday morning, which is the Animate Practices. Uh, we have seven of those, and we um, get started today with uh, the practice of community that we explored two weeks ago, but... We can't have Joel and Rob's podcast without a TV show theme song. Uh, and so last year, we really dove into the sitcom genre, and we're still going to, we're always going to wade in those waters, but we're also going to dip our feet in some other waters. And so I have one today, Rob, that uh, it just. Um, Love this song, and it always brings a smile to my face. It's perfect for this fall weather that we are experiencing right now. Today is a beautiful day for Maryland, I gotta say. It really is. And so you will know what this is, I know you will, immediately, and you will love it. Okay, wait, it builds, wait. Wait, this gets better. You know, I, I played it earlier today and I'm sitting in my office just kind of doing a little shake and a groove. It just, it moves you. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's like the perfect theme song for a sport. Yes. Yes. I mean, you just are craving football when you hear that on a Monday night and this great matchup of two teams. You know, I mean, it's, again, it just brings me back to my childhood and, and hearing that song uh, brought me joy. You know, yeah, it's that's a good one. That's a great one. Yeah, and uh, and still fits the genre of theme song. Like, well, well done. I told you it was going to be good. You didn't believe me, but I said this. We we have opened the door to a whole new world of theme songs, and um, yeah, well, and and so this well is played, one of them. Sir. Well played. Yep. Uh, so. Um, we started our series, uh, Animate Practices, um, just a couple weeks ago, and we explored the, the spiritual practice of community and uh, talked about how this is maybe not what you would expect when we talk about spiritual practice. We sometimes think of prayer, which we'll get into 
in our next podcast and, and service and worship, but community um, is not one that immediately comes to mind. Uh, and um, I loved exploring it. Um, uh, so Animate Practice had some great comments on it, uh, some great thoughts as we were preparing for our sermon. They said, uh, community is where you where you um, seek to belong, um, where you experience safety and companionship um, and uh, relationships. And ultimately, as we moved forward in the sermon, we got to a place of um, that to experience uh, uh, community, it's not a spectator sport, that it ultimately invites you to um, participate. Uh, but what comes with that participation um, is often um, uh, struggle and, and challenge. Um, and so there is this, I think, idea of community that um, uh, is very life-giving, but what comes with that is naturally a, um, you're going to be in community with people that are sometimes a challenge to be in community with. Um, and I think what where we tried to go in the sermon a uh, week or so ago was that that's part of it. That is a huge piece of community, especially in Christian community, is, is that learning how to love um, love, love your neighbor. We, we, we said this, I believe, in the sermon. The point of being in Christian community is, is to grow it's to change and it's to challenge each other. Yeah. I think that's pretty well said. And I think one of the primary obstacles we have to community, I know this was one of my, let, let me rephrase it, and maybe not everybody, but I think most, a lot of us have, um, when it comes to the discipline or the practice of Christian community, is that it essentially requires um, disillusionment with the societal ideal of independence. Hmm. Right? I like that. We, Say more. Yep. The, the parent prepares the child to become an independent adult. Uh, hmm. You know, we are, we are taught that we are supposed to be uh, self-reliant, um, that we are supposed to be uh, these autonomous creatures who take responsibility for ourselves and don't need to rely on others, uh, don't need to rely on other people or other organizations or other systems at all, hmm. um, to the point where we look down on those who do ask for help hmm. or who do try to break away from this, I would call it idol of of independence, as if that's the ultimate barometer of what defines a successful adult. Hmm. Are you independent? Um, because what the scriptures make very clear um, is that we have not been created to be independent. Um, whether you read hmm. the creation story of the of of the first people, Adam and Eve, literally or metaphorically, mm -hmm. the truth it reveals is that God did not 
create an independent, solitary person. God created a people. Hmm. And then through Abraham, God didn't call just a person. God called a family through whom uh, a nation was Hmm. born and became an entire people uh, with multiple tribes Hmm. um, who then spread out into the whole world. And then when God came in Jesus Christ... Jesus Christ didn't live this autonomous, Mm. independent life, right? I mean, Jesus Christ surrounded himself with community. Yeah. Uh, And if we don't see in that um, the ideal practice for Christian life, then we are really um, kind of falling away from the very practice that sat at the center of Jesus' entire three years of ministry through the gospel. Hmm. Um, it was community-based, the whole thing. And uh, his miracles uh, were community-based. They hmm. weren't independent, individualized communities. He went into towns and healed people, not just individuals. When he spoke truth to power, he was confronting communal systems, whether it be the religious systems or the political systems. Yep. And, I mean, the whole thing is communal. That's a great point. And to to look at Jesus and the, and the community of his 12 disciples, um, when you read the Gospels, you see that there was regularly conflict and tension going on there. Um, Another great point. They yeah. were often at each other, or um, he was challenging them. They wanted to leave at times. Many disciples did leave at times. Um, not that core 12, but others, uh, the Gospel of John talks about. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's really a great point and helpful when we talk about Christian community, because sometimes there is that. I felt it um, in my life uh, early on in my journey of faith, where once I saw conflict within the church, it in some ways didn't make sense for me. Um, and I think at that time in my life expected just this big love fest where everyone loved each other. And it's taken me a while to realize, um, no, how we love each other in community um, is by ultimately choosing to remain in community and work through our conflict and to learn how to... Um, sometimes agree to disagree, yet still love each other. Sometimes learn how to forgive. Um, I think it's that uh, we we said this, or um, that um, the point of being in community. One of them is to is to grow together. And uh, I've I've changed my. Uh, understanding of when I how I describe the word grow, especially in our spiritual life in a spiritual context, and um, now when I think of grow, I think to become something new. Either me or the system I'm in has to change. Mm. You have to be to become something new. To grow is to change, and change is hard and difficult. And so we talked about this in in our sermon. Um, that a huge part of Christian community is when new people come in, the community will ultimately change them, but it's vice versa at the same time. Just by having other people come into the community, they 
in turn change the community. It's it's uh, yep. bo- both sides play need to change for that community to keep on being formed and reformed. Yep. yep. Systems theory tells us very clearly, and I buy into it wholeheartedly. Uh, one entity cannot enter into a system, whatever that system is, a congregation, a family, a business, whatever it is. One entity can't enter into a system and then not change the whole system. Mm-hmm. Just by nature, it's 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 a it's an effect of dominoes. Um, and uh, just to own this as <laughs> as somebody who struggles with it himself, it's it's uncomfortable to be changed by someone else, or not just to be changed because it's very it's very kind of subtle and indirect, mm-hmm. but. Um, when a new person enters into, say, a community of faith, we learn about this new person as this person learns about us. We get to hold their history, their background, their stories as meaningful to us because they're meaningful to them and this person's meaningful. And then what tends to also happen, though, unfortunately, in churches is that while churches will oftentimes say that, yes, they're called to reach out and bring in new people, they don't want to bring in necessarily people who are going to make them change more than they are willing to sure, or more than they're comfortable. Um, and so at arm's length is kept kind of the, the, those who the church either unintentionally or sometimes intentionally excludes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we don't want to practice being community with you. Um, because what would that then do to us? Yeah. Uh, it's a, mm. And yet, the, the whole nature of community, uh, the reason it's, it's so vital is because, A, we need each other um, uh, from just the standpoint of we're not created to do this alone. Uh, we need support. We need um, people to hold us when we weep and hold us accountable when we mess up. But we also need the place to offer our gifts and to be a support and to uh, be a challenging force Mm. in our church community at times, but in the greater community as well. It's it's the essence of kind of um, uh, where we live out our faith by and large, which is why we uh, animate practices doesn't do this. But for our purposes, we put community first. Yeah. Because we realize, you know, it's important to recognize that even when we get into things that we do do by ourselves sometimes, like prayer, prayer is the one we're going to get into next. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can pray in community, you can pray by yourself, but wherever it is, community is the place that is going to be, be the people with whom we're practicing this with. Yeah. Right. It's the people who are going to kind of hold our feet to the fire who are going to model it for us when we need modeling, who are going to uh, hold us by the hand when we need accompanying. Um, uh, yeah. And it's the people who are going to give us grace when we need the grace. It's the people who are going to receive our grace when we're the ones who need to give grace. Hmm. Um, it's essential. Hmm. And sadly, it's, it's almost a direct contradiction of what so many are taught. Yeah. Um, with with the ideal of being independent. Mm. Um, there's a very big difference mm. between striving to be 
a good disciple and striving to be independent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Really well said, Rob. Um, uh, so for me, um, I walked into um, the idea of community before we studied this being a place where relationships are formed and nurtured and uh, grown. And what's been, what was helpful for me in uh, writing the sermon and continuing to explore it is this idea of um, uh, Christian community is the opportunity uh, for that community to always become something new. Um, as we are intentional about welcoming new people in. So that's been just a huge learning and insight for me um, over the last two weeks. Uh, and so our practice that we encouraged TPC to take on was our uh, to take to explore one of the adult spiritual formation offerings. Um, and it got me Sign thinking up for something. Yep. to register for anything for anything. Uh, and it got me thinking about, the small our small groups and our small group ministry that started a couple years ago, uh, and that in many ways was at the core of what we're talking about in community, where we are ultimately inviting the congregation, inviting TPC to bring your your skills and your gifts and areas of interest and passions, and then share it with the rest of the congregation. Uh, and so that's how a hiking class started. That's how um, uh, that's how certain Bible studies started. There was an interest and passion. Someone said, "I want to share this with my community of faith." Um, uh, and so that that ministry is at the core of what we're talking about. And so if you haven't registered yet for something, we encourage you to do so. Uh, Towsonpress.org underneath the grow button. Down don't to, have to be a member of the church to do it. Don't even have to live in Maryland to do it, friends. Maryland. Absolutely. The audience, yep. are we're very grateful for it. Our audience is, is spreading. So yep. um, the, the pandemic is, is so challenging in so many ways. But one of the blessings is that all these offerings are remote right now. Yep. Or the, the, the majority of them. Some, some, are, some are outside in person. Yep. So check that out in TowsonPress.org, um, and we'll be back soon for another podcast where we'll explore prayer. It's going to be hard to beat Monday Night Football theme song. Uh, That's a good one. It's going to be impossible. Yep, I've kind of yeah. set the bar pretty high. I'm going to just, right there. I'm once I hit stop here, I'm going to go play that song again just because it's so enjoyable. <laughs> You'll hear it, Rob. On Sunday morning before the services, just to get pumped up. We're in the back. Gosh, that's a fantastic idea. I love that. Oh, thanks, everybody. Take care.